Welcome to the Glow Podcast with Dr. Land. Our purpose is to inspire and equip you to live a purposeful and maximized life that makes a glowing difference in your world to God's glory. For more inspiring content from Dr. Land, visit our website at www.pastorland.com and follow at Pastor Land on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's listen in and be inspired. Our focus for the month is exponential faith. Somebody say exponential faith. Exponential faith. So we're dealing with the subject of faith this month. And the text is taken from 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 3. 2 Thessalonians 1 and verse 3. It says, We ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters. And rightly so, because your faith is growing more and more. And the love of all of you that you have for one another is increasing. So it says your faith is growing what? More and more. Your faith is growing more and more. A translation says your faith is growing exceedingly. So faith is growing. So that means uh, this thing called faith is something that has the capacity of growing. It has the capacity to grow. It has the capacity to increase. You will see Jesus speaking to people, telling them, oh, oh, you of little faith. And then to some people, he will say, oh, great is your faith. So meaning faith is measurable. It's measurable. It's a measurable thing. There's great faith. There's um, little faith. There's weak faith. There's strong faith. There's wavering faith, there's steady faith, there's shipwrecked faith. In fact, it would be a good study if you just use your concordance or something and search for references to faith in the New Testament and the, and the adjectives that were used before them. Little faith, strong faith, weak faith. That Abraham did not waver in his faith. So there's wavering faith, there's steady faith, there's steadfast faith and all that. So I'm saying all that just, just to underscore the fact that the subject of faith or, or that construct or that thing called faith is something that is measurable. It's something that has quantity and quality. So faith, there's a qualitative aspect of faith and there's a quantitative aspect of faith. So it's possible for us to have small faith and it's possible for us to have big faith. It's also possible for us to have weak faith or faith that is not quality and it's it's possible for us to have faith that has a higher quality. Okay, so we're going to be looking into that uh, this month. We're going to be delving into the subject of faith. There's a lot of misconception about faith, um, but we're going to be looking at it from God's word. And looking into God's word, we want to be able to apply it to our lives. And I'll tell you the reason as we move on. So today, I wanted to talk to you in the introduction to talk to you about what I titled the power of faith. Everybody say the power of faith. The power of what? Of faith. What can faith do? So when we know what it can do, then I believe we'll all be ready to build it, to grow it. That's what we're going to be talking about in the rest, uh, for the rest of the month. But today, the power of faith. Let's start. There are four places in the Bible 
where this statement was made. So let's quickly look at them. The first one is Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 4. Habakkuk 2 verse 4 makes this statement. It says, Behold, the soul which is lifted up, or the proud, you know, whatever with translation uh, in himself, the soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by by faith. So maybe do the NL, NIV. The just shall live by what? This one's a The just shall live by faith. Everybody say the just. The just. Or the righteous one. Shall live by what? I mean, I don't know about you. Okay, but first of all, let, let, before I start talking about it, let's let's go through where it is repeated. The next one, Romans chapter 1, verse 17. Paul teaching about you know our righteousness, our redemption, and everything. He makes the statement the first time. He says, For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by by faith everybody say they can say they just say the, the righteous shall live by what shall live by faith the next one galatians chapter 3 verse 11. galatians chapter 3 and verse 11. it says but that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident. For what? Everybody read again. The just shall live by. And then in Hebrews 10 38, Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 38, again, that same statement. It says, Now the just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. Now, in four places in the Bible, New Testament to New Testament, the statement is made, the just shall live by faith. I want to sit down and think about it and say, what's, why, why the repetition? Why, what's God trying to say? And to meditate on it. And simply that statement, live by faith, tells, says this thing that the Central thing, the central thing that is necessary for a successful Christian life, or even say a successful life, is faith. The just shall live by faith. The just, we know when he's talking about the just, he's talking about those who believe in God, who have made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And he says, that's how you're going to live. So I don't know if the Bible says I'm going to live by something and I don't know, I don't know what it is or how to, how to, how to operate it. I'm in trouble. It's just like saying that, you know, we'll, you know, that, you know, oxygen is how, what keeps us alive physically. Right. So faith is like that. Faith is not something, it's not an umbrella that you pick up. It's not an umbrella that you pick up, you know, whenever it's raining. No, it's something, it's like oxygen. It's something that you, you constantly live by. It's something that you constantly live by. Whether you are young, you are old, faith is what you live by. So we need to learn how to walk by faith. 
We need to learn what faith is and how to live by faith. And as I, as I begin to show you about the power of faith, you see that this uh, faith actually affects every aspect of our lives. It affects every aspect of our lives. And the more we learn how to walk in it, the more we learn how to grow it, how to live in it, the more we begin to see more of uh, so the grace of God and what he has planned for our lives come into manifestation. So let's look at a few um, passages of scripture that tell us about the power of faith. I want you to follow me um, you know, as I quickly take us uh, through it. The first one is Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. So I'll read the passage and I'll tell you um, what I'll make a statement about the power of faith. Hebrews 11, verse 1. It says, Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Uh, read, uh, give me the NLT or ESV. Don't use KJV. Uh, now, faith is the substance of things hoped for or the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. The conviction. I will say the conviction of things not seen. <laughs> Amen. So the first statement I want to make about faith, about the power of faith is this. Faith is the bridge between your expectations and their realities. Faith is the bridge between our expectations. So the expectations here is talking about things that we hope for. And then it's talking about those things that we do not see yet, but that we are hoping for. So let me ask you a question. What are the things that, what are some expectations? For? What are some things that you hope for? For example, if you have a sickness in your body, you hope for healing, right? Faith is what gives that healing substance. Faith is the bridge from where you are to what you hope for, to the goals that you have. Hope is a goal. Hope is an expectation. Faith is the bridge to it. What do you hope for? You hope for, you know, something in your finances. You hope for something in your career, something in your marriage, something for your family, something for your calling, your purpose. Whatever it is, faith is the bridge to it. Faith is the bridge. It's, the, it's, it's faith that gives substance to hope. So I, mean, I hope I'm, I'm able to explain it as clearly as it is in my spirit. Like if I, you know, the word, that word substance, I think the best way I can explain it is something that is under, sub is under, stance is stand. Something that is under something that makes it to stand. So let's say I have a hope of, okay, I, I, I wanted, uh, I want, uh, just trying to get an example. I, I have the hope of, Today, okay, let's say today, I have the hope of uh, when I'm doing the leading life training, I want somebody to have a breakthrough there, right? That's a hope, right? What is going to give that hope substance so that it manifests in the physical is faith. Do you get it? Let's say I have a desire for healing in my body. What is going to give the healing substance is faith. What expectations do you have right now? 
right? Because all of us sitting here and everybody hearing me, you know, right now, you have some kind of expectation in front of you. Uh, it's the first quarter of the year and several of us at the beginning of the year, you wrote certain things down or there are certain things that you were promised that you feel that you, you know, you know God will want you to have this year. Those things are hope. That's expectation, right? But hope is hazy. Like hope is not substance. What is going to give that hope substance is what? It's faith. So let me tell, let me say this to every one of you that Everything that you see that has taken on substance, anything that you see, including this world, right? And even in your life and the life of other people. Maybe there are some people that you see, you admire that they had a dream, right? They had a dream at, at a particular point and that dream became what? Reality. What, what was the bridge? It was, it was faith. Faith is always the bridge between expectations and reality. So when we don't see, for example, when we have, you know, Bible says hope that is deferred makes the heart sick. When you have hope constantly, you have expectations constantly, but you don't see the manifestation of it. What, where do you need to look at? You need to look at the substance, right? You need to check whether, you know, some faith is working correctly to give it what? Substance. Faith is so powerful that it can give substance to what people think is impossible. Faith is powerful that it gives, it creates tangible things. It can, faith can produce houses. Faith can produce impact. I'm going to show you. Faith can produce anything that it becomes physical. You understand? It becomes physical and you know that the only way this thing will have come is because of what? Of God. Faith. Of faith in God. So let me, let me just ask you all, is there anything, you know, you could write it down, you know, if there's anything that is a hope, a expectation, maybe something you know you know that there's a desire for it for the future, and you know it's part of God's plans for you, or is it something that you want in the present that is not currently present? It's just a hope, it's just an expectation, it's just a desire. I want you to notice that what is going to give that thing substance is your faith. So we're talking about glow church right now. Do you know what is going to give glow church substance? Everything I will say about it is going to be faith. And this week, I'm going, I mean, this month, I'm going to show you what faith requires. You know, and what faith requires to give something substance. You know, there are different aspects of faith to bring to give anything substance. But the fact is that when we engage faith, hope becomes a reality. Hope becomes reality. Things that are not seen. So there are things right now present, but they are not seen. They are not visible. What makes them visible? Faith. But it's a conviction. It's just it's a conviction. We'll talk about you know the the, the, the nature of faith later. But they are talking about the power of faith right now. So repeat after me, um, everyone. Just repeat after me. Say faith is what gives substance to my hope. When I have expectations, that is hope. When I have desires, that is hope. Faith, faith is what creates, is what creates the, hope. the hope. It's what makes it a reality. What makes it a reality? It's faith, it's faith that, brings things that brings things from not being seen, not seen in this physical world, physical world to, being to being seen in this physical world. Are you getting it? Faith is what draws it into this, into this world. 
So really, there's there's nothing that God has told you to do that is that is impossible. He's just waiting for you to cross the bridge of faith. That's all. So I'd rather spend my time working on that bridge rather than fretting myself over the present or just staying in the place of hope and saying, well, it will happen. Maybe it will happen. No, build a bridge of faith. And we're going to learn how that. I need to manifest. Whatever it is. You get that? Okay, so that's the first one. Number two. Look at it. It's from verse two. It says, for by it, the people of hold received their commendation. For by it, the people of old received their commendation. The other translation says the elders obtained a good report. They obtained what? A good report. report. Do you want a good report? (laughs) In your generation. Do you want a good report in your family? Do you want a good report in your city, in your nation, where he has placed you, your workplace, wherever? Faith obtains a good report. Amen. So I say number two is faith is the source of testimonies and good reports. The power of it is the source of testimonies and good reports. Any good report that you hear, God is doing it. There's, a, there's faith behind it. All the good reports that we read in the Bible, woman with the issue of blood, uh, you know, the, 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 the daughter that was healed, you know, the woman that stood with Jesus and said, no, 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 even the dogs, they eat from the, uh, from the crumbs of the master. Uh, Abraham's life, you know, receiving Isaac and what he eventually became, even the life of Jesus, Paul the Apostle, all those things that we read, all those reports we read in the Bible, right? That's what he was talking about, the elders. And even in our days right now, people that you see, they come in, you know, you know they, they, they dealt with generational issues in their family. They confronted things that had happened to them, and they produced something new. What produced? So if I want to increase good reports in my life, Say it again. Say, if I want to increase good reports in my life, I have to learn to live by faith. And I have to grow in my faith. To multiply good reports. Amen. Faith is powerful. Number three. Faith pleases God. Go to verse six. Faith pleases God. It says, was talking about Enoch in this place. Go, if I go up to verse 5, we're talking about Enoch here. And it says something, it says, By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death. You know, let me just say something to you again. When you begin to walk by faith, now, there he was talking about literally God taking him up and, and taking him from this world because he was walking with God. But there's something about faith. When you, when you learn to walk by faith, there's something about it that just lifts you up above the normal experiences of people. And you get what I'm saying? It lifts you up above the normal experiences of people in such a way that people, will, will they look at your life and wonder why what happens to them does not happen to you. Or what happens generally does not happen to you because you've been lifted up above it. And we have many testimonies of that in Scripture. Of people that believed God and God lifted them up, lifted them, lifted them, lifted them up above what was happening to everybody around. And Noah is an example. Enoch is an example. 
faith lifts us up to a realm of life that is beyond the natural into the supernatural. I don't know about you. I want to live in that realm. In a sense, I want to live in that realm. I want to live in the realm where the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven is operating in my life in the midst of this world. I want to live in that realm where people look at my life and they say, it's an expression of God's kingdom. Do you get what I'm saying? It's somebody who carries his own weather around, not somebody who is affected by the weather of the world. Because there's a kingdom that is at work in every aspect of my life. Faith is what lifts us up to that kind of living. And don't let anybody tell you that that kind of living is not possible. No, it is real. Your children can be different from other children. Your family can be different from other families. The experiences of, uh, of, of the world doesn't have to be yours. God's world can be your own experience. The kingdom can be your own experience. Your story can be different in your family, everywhere, to the glory of God. Faith lifts you up to a new realm, just like it did to Enoch. But then he now goes on to say that before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever will draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. No, listen, there's nothing as powerful as making God smile, as making God pleased, like pleasuring God. There's nothing as powerful as that. And it tells us in this place that when somebody begins to walk by faith, when somebody begins to believe in the invisible, begins to believe in his word and begins to act upon his word, that person gives it gives God joy. And Jesus demonstrated that every time he saw people walking by faith, it's like Jesus will be going and then suddenly somebody would just approach him, like that man that approached him, uh, the, you know, the, the centurion. And he said, Master, you don't need to come to my house. Just speak the word only and my servant will be healed. Jesus had to put and say, wow. He said, I have not seen such great faith, not even in Israel. You seem always been amazed always been amazed when he saw faith being demonstrated because he, he is God. Amen. And he knows, you know, he, he, he experiences this. He knows this, you know, son, the, the, the pleasuring aspect of faith to God, the amazing aspect of faith to God. When God looks around the earth, you know, he says something, he said, the son of, he said, the son of man has to come. Let's, you know, when he comes, will he find faith on the earth? God is looking for faith on the earth. God is looking for people that would believe him for the impossible. That will believe him for the invisible. Yes, yes. People that will believe in, in his word and bring to pass his plans. Yes. You know, God needs our cooperation to bring his plans to pass. Yes. What is, is God, God is not limited. His arm is not shortened. His ears are not heavy. What he's always looking for is men that will believe him and say, I am going with you, God. Yes. And they will cooperate with God until God's will is established on the earth. Yes. That's the kind of man I want to be. I'm believing God. I'm believing God. To bring to pass God's plan in the North Shore of Chicago. What he has seen that has not been manifested. What he has taught. And the people that he wants to touch. We are bringing it to pass on this North Shore of Chicago. By faith. The substance of faith is what makes it happen. So, power of faith. Faith pleases God. And that's so powerful. Faith pleases God. Anytime faith is moving, like no matter how little, when it starts to move, God, there's an excitement in God that somebody is trusting my word. 
and it catches his attention. It catches his attention. Faith catches the attention of God. That's why you always see when people walk by faith, God will begin to do things in their life as signs of approval. Because faith catches his attention. And Jesus demonstrated it to us. Somebody said it this way. He said, God has one obsession. You see, you read it through the story of Israel. He said, he has an obsession. And that obsession is that he wants to be believed. He wants to be believed. Look through Israel. Like when they were going through the wilderness. What he kept on saying, that these people will not believe me. I will tell, I've done all these miracles, but they still do not believe me. I said, go, they, they will not go. They said they saw John and they started crying. But there was only two of them that had a different spirit. And it was Caleb and Joshua. They had a different spirit. What was that spirit? It's the spirit of faith. The spirit that dares to believe God. God wants to be believed. Power of faith. And faith, faith <laughs> draws his attention. Somebody say, I walk by faith. And not by sight. All right, let's look at another one. Faith is protective. Faith. We're talking about the power of faith. Faith is what? It's protective. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 16. Faith is protective. It says here. He said, in all circumstances, everybody say all circumstances. Just, I mean, all circumstances means all circumstances, right? Right? It means all. So any, any condition of your life. He said, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith yes. with which you can. Who, who can? Who? Yes, we can. Sometimes we say, God, you know. What are you doing? Why protect you know why are you not or whatever protect me or whatever? No, he's saying that you take on the shield of faith, you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one in all circumstances. There's a shield, faith is a shield. Faith is a shield. Faith shields from fiery darts or flaming darts of the devil. Faith protects us. We don't have to live in fear. We don't have to live in fear of what is happening in the world. We don't have to live in the fear of what is happening in the generation. We don't have to live in the fear. We don't have to live in the fear of the thoughts that the devil, those flaming that, that it brings, it brings about our present, our future, our body, our children, and all that. We don't have to be afraid when we take up the shield of faith. Remember, it's something that has to be taken up. It's a, it's a weapon. It's not a weapon that is automatic. The shield is like, it's just like that. It's very big. It covers the Roman shoulder. The shield, the shield actually covers the entire front like that. But you have to take it up. You have to take it up. Because you could put it down. You could put it down. And all those fiery darts will be hitting you. But when it says you take it up daily. So faith is something, is a, is a tangible force that can be taken up and can be put down. Meaning that as a believer, you can be living without faith and without your protection. Or you could choose to take it up every day. The driver is speeding, all that, and all kind, and everybody's in the bus and they're like, you know, what's going on? You just you tell, tell the guy to stop or you know, to slow down, but still slowing down for him is not like what you think, and the roads are not like these roads. 
you have to take up your shield of faith. <laughs> See that? We're going to get to where we're going. Amen. You take it up. When you are not there, you are not, you know, in the location and you have concerns there that are ongoing. Do you get what I'm saying? Concerns are ongoing. You cannot do anything. What you do? You take up the shield of faith. Knowing that God is going to protect what concerns you. We have to learn how to take up that shield because all of us are going to have responsibility. You're going to have responsibility over children, responsibility over ministries and all that, that you are not going to be there. And the only thing that will be there is the shield that you have put around them and that you have put around it. And the devil cannot penetrate the shield. Everybody say, faith is protective. Woo! Are you guys get falling in love with this subject? I'm trying to whet your appetite this week before we start, you know, learning about how faith works, but the power of faith. The next thing, faith subdues kingdoms. I'll tell you what that means. Go to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 33. So the Bible was talking about certain individuals here. Look at them. We read about them a lot. He said, what more shall we say? Shall I say? For time will fail me to tell of Gideon. I'm not going to remember Gideon. Gideon was the guy who, when the angel appeared to him and told him that, you know, he wanted to use it. No, yeah, he said, kept him, give me proof. But well, first of all, even before he got to proof, right, he first of all said, who am I that you should call me? And the least, you know, in my father's house. And, the, you know, the least tribe of, it's from the Benjamin, uh, the, the tribe of Benjamin, the least tribe in Israel. Uh, the list in my father's side. In other words, I, I don't even qualify at all. He had no confidence in himself. And then later, okay, you know, through a fleece and all that, went through all that. But you know, this man went from weakness to the power of faith and just trusting God. He went from weakness to becoming a conqueror. That he won over the enemies of Israel. Somebody was weak and he was afraid. So who is listening to me right now that you are weak and afraid? There's a dream, there's a calling, there's an assignment, or there's a challenge, or there's something in your life that, he has, that God has placed before you or that is in front of you. And you feel weak, you feel, you feel unqualified, you feel that it is impossible. The power of faith can bring you out of weakness into, into strength to the point that you overcome and subdue that thing. Look at what they did. Look at, I mean, Samson. Look at Samson. Look at Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets. All those people, Isaiah, all of them. What happened? Through faith, they conquered kingdoms. They enforced justice. They obtained promises. Like Daniel, they stopped the mouth of lions. They quenched the power of fire like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They escaped the hedge of the sword. Look at this, what I was saying. They were made strong out of weakness. Faith made them strong out of weakness. Amen. Faith made them strong out of weakness. That they subdued kingdom and did all that. Look at this. They became mighty in war. They didn't start, they didn't start by being mighty, right? They were weak, just like Gideon. But as they believed God and began to grow their faith, they became mighty in war. They put foreign armies to flight. Women received back their dead 
by resurrection. The, 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 the woman, you know, you are not dying. Look at that woman that, you know, her son died in the Old Testament. Uh, you know, I went to meet Elijah, said the son has died. She went and she was, everybody was asking, what does that say? It is well. It, she kept on saying it is well, it is well, until that son came back to life. Through faith, she received her son back to life. Amen. Some were tortured. And so, move on. They were tortured. They refused to accept release so that they might rise again to a better life. Others suffered mocking and flogging and even chains of imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn in two. They were killed with the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goat, destitute, afflicted, mistreated, of whom the world was not worthy, wandering about in deserts and mountains and in dens. And all this, though commended through their faith, they didn't receive what was promised because God had provided something better for us that apart from us, they should not be made perfect. So if you see what happened that we read in the Bible, we're actually, we actually the one that's supposed to complete it. So don't tell me that that doesn't work in this age anymore. When we are supposed to be the one that will make it complete for them. Kingdoms are still being subdued by faith. Nations are still being reached by faith. Do you, are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Families are still being brought to God by faith. Cities are still being brought down to their knees before God by faith. All God is waiting for is the people that will believe in. That's the power of faith. Let me give you uh, two more and I'll stop for today. Is somebody getting blessed? The next one. Faith is your victory. Faith is what? Your victory. Faith is your victory. Whatever battle you are going through right now, your victory is in faith. First John chapter 5 and verse 4. Our victory is in faith. Our victory is in faith. Our victory is in faith. Our victory is by faith. Oh, he said, for whatsoever is born of God. Verse 4. For what for everyone who has been born of God overcomes what? The world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. What? Our faith. Our faith. Our faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Everybody say, my faith is the victory that overcomes the world. You know, I know, the way, I remember the way we used to say it in those days. I want us to say it that way. Say, I have the world overcoming victory faith inside of me. Come on, say it again. Say, I have the world overcoming victory faith inside of me. I have a winning faith in me. I have a conquering faith in me. That's why I'm not going to lose. Because God's faith is in me. And the just shall live by faith. And I choose to live by faith. Not by my sight. I choose to live by faith. And that's why I walk in victory. In every circumstance. Woo! Faith is the victory. Hallelujah. Uh, number seven. And I'm going to stop with that. Faith makes things well. The power of faith. Faith does what? 
Make things well. You see, let me tell you something. There, there are a lot of things that are not well. You know, the word the Bible uses for it is the word whole. That word in the Greek is the word sozo. So, you know, the opposite of, of sozo is like wholeness, completeness, being together. It's very akin to the word peace, uh, shalom in the Old Testament, right? Nothing missing and nothing broken. The opposite of it is things broken and things falling apart. Faith is what brings things together and makes things complete in our lives. Look at it. In many places, I'll just give you a bunch of them in the Bible. People will come to Jesus. You know, people thought that, you know, it was, you know, Jesus' faith. But let me give you an example. Luke chapter 17, verse 19. Let's start from Luke 17, verse 19. I'll give you like three. Luke 17, verse 19. This time around, it was um, a leper right? A leper that came back. Ten lepers, first of all, came. Jesus told them to go and show themselves to the priest, which is faith, walking based on what God says. And then one came back and he said to him, rise and go your way. What, what made him say what? Your faith. No, no, no. Guys, what made him well? What made him well? According to scriptures there. It was his faith. Faith makes people well. Faith makes things well too. Faith makes families well. Faith makes communities well. God is looking for faith. Faith, faith brings completion to things. This guy was leprous. That um, chapter, uh, um, yes, Luke 17, verse, ni- uh, verse 19. Faith makes things what? Well, let's look at another one. Mark chapter 5, verse 34. So that was a leprous person. Mark chapter 5 and verse 34. Mark, he said, and he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you what? Well, go in what? Can you see that? In peace. And be healed of your disease. This was the woman with the issue of blood. It says the reason why the issue of blood stopped was not because of Jesus' power was because of our faith that drew on the power of Jesus. That's why Jesus said, hey, power has gone out of me. What happened? It was a man that drew, it was a woman that drew. And what drew? It was our faith. Drew on the power of God and made things well. Faith makes bodies well. Faith makes minds well. Faith makes emotions well. Faith makes families well. Faith makes finances well. Faith brings wholeness and completion. Faith brings the kingdom of God into things so that it reflects heaven. It reflects how God wants it to be, not how the world has made it to be. Faith does that. Let's look at one more passage of how faith making things well. Luke chapter 18 and verse 42. Luke 18 verse 42. We've seen the leper. We have seen the woman with the usual blood. Look at this one too. This were blind people. Look at it. Say, this man was crying. You know, crying. Son of David, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. You see, even the dispensation of the mercy of God comes by faith. Even for mercy, you believe for mercy by faith. He said, and Jesus stopped and commanded him to be brought to him. And when he came near, he asked him, what do you want me to do for you? What is your hope? 
Remember, faith is the substance of hope, right? What are your expectations? What is your goal? Without a goal, there's no place for there's no place for faith to go into. There's nothing for faith to make a substance of. That's why we need to have hope, expectations, vision. And then faith makes it happen. Something happened. Some you know, this is just flashing my spirit. Something happened at the leading light yesterday. Something always happens like that when I'm teaching about uh, the vision board and all that. So, so we got to, I was just trying to show them something. And then I just got to a picture. I stopped. I stopped. Like, it was a picture of, it was very, it was student, like high school students standing behind Oprah in my vision board that I've had for like, you know, maybe 12 years with a scissors cutting a ribbon, a few of them. I stopped. So I went to Facebook and I showed them. I put it side by side. I just happened some weeks ago. I'm like, wow, I did not even know I had this on my vision board. When we're cutting the ribbon for the library and the students were standing behind me. In so I'm giving you that's hope. But faith made, produce the substance of it. So we need to, we need to, look, Jesus told the woman, sorry, the man, first of all, what do you want? It's important for you to be able to define clearly what you want. For you to have clear hope. That's the purpose of vision board and writing things definite. Jesus, okay, you want mercy. You're crying. Many times we cry in prayer. We do everything. And then you get before Jesus and he's asking, what do you want? And you don't even know what to say. Look at what specifically. He said, Lord, let me recover my sight. Specific. And Jesus said to him, recover your sight. Your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. There's a, there's a big lesson in there about being specific. Big lesson about having goalposts, having hope, so that faith can have something to give substance to, so that the power of God can flow into it. This man had that, and immediately he recovered his sight and followed him, glorifying God. Faith makes things well. Faith brings definite requests into physical manifestation as we trust in the power of God. Okay, let me give you a bonus one. Bonus one. And let's end with that. Faith moves mountains. <laughs> Faith what? Moves mountains. Mark 11, 20, Mark 11, 23. We'll start from 22. Faith moves mountains. You know that mountain is, mountains are metaphorical, right? Mountains are symbolic. What are they symbolic of? They are symbolic of obstacles. They are symbolic of things on our pathway that hinder us. They are symbolic of problems. They are symbolic of issues that show up in front of us. That's what mountains are. And Jesus said it in this place. In 22, he said, in 22, he says, and Jesus answered them, have what? Faith in God. Have faith in God. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that faith, that you have received it, and it will be yours. Amen. Listen, faith moves mountains. Everyone say faith moves mountains. Faith is powerful. There's nothing standing in front of you and God's, God's plans for you or God's vision for you. No giant, no Goliath, no mountain that faith will not move out of the way. 
So don't run away from the mountain. Run towards the mountain. Don't climb around the mountain. Speak to the mountain to get out of the way. You know, somebody said it this way, and I love it. He said, it's time for you to stop talking to God about your mountain and start talking to the mountain about your God. Start talking about, to the mountain about how big your God is instead of talking to God how big your mountain is. Because as you are talking about how big the mountain is, the bigger it's going to become inside of you. But rather, turn to the mountain and start telling the mountain how big your God is. Run towards Goliath like like David did. And he was speaking. I'm going to cut down your head. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do all that. He was speaking it by faith. And Goliath had to go down. What is it that is standing in front of you today? What's the, what is it that is hindering you? What's that big thing that you feel God has put in front of you that you feel is impossible? Talk to that thing. Keep talking to that thing. It will have to move. Because faith moves mountains. So I believe that with a few, you know, some of these are few examples. There are a lot more. You know, you see about you see a lot about the power of faith so you know in the next it's all coming which we're now going to we're going to be looking at the nature of faith we're going to look to be looking at how to actually work by faith but today i just want to hold you all to just you know to celebrate the power of faith in our life so why don't you repeat after me just as a just you know for us to uh, to just uh, revise what we have heard today repeat after me say after say let's rise up on our feet say faith is powerful now say it boldly. Say faith is powerful. Faith is powerful. Say faith is one of the most potent forces that exist in the kingdom of God. Paul said it this way. No, keep, keep saying it. Say Paul, Paul said it this way. Now abides faith, hope, and love. The greatest is love. But of those three forces, faith, hope, and love are the forces that move things in the kingdom. Amen. So say faith is powerful. I live by faith. For the just shall live by faith. God's prescription for successful living is faith. It's to live by my faith. Faith is not an umbrella that I pick up when it is raining. But faith is a lifestyle. Faith is like my oxygen that I need to live. Faith is powerful because it obtains good testimonies. Faith is powerful because it is the bridge between my expectations and the realities of them. Faith is powerful because it pleases God. Faith is powerful because it subdues kingdoms. It receives promises. Faith is powerful because it protects. Faith is powerful because it is the victory. Faith is powerful because it makes things well. Faith is powerful because it moves mountains. Today, I choose faith. I choose faith. I choose to believe God. I choose to live by faith. And I will see the power of faith working in my life and in everything that I do. We declare by faith that Glow Church is experiencing the power of faith. Our expectations are becoming realities. God's dream for us. They are being manifested through the power of faith. For we trust God. For we believe God. 
in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, celebrate God. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thanks for listening to the Glow Podcast. We trust you were blessed and inspired. For more contents from Dr. Land, visit our website at www.pastorland.com and follow at Pastor Land on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Keep glowing. See you next time.